This show is a loving memory of Olive Hill, a wonderful woman very close to all our hearts at the MLH. Gone, but never forgotten. The Beyond the Ropes podcast is proud to support the Kyan Prince Foundation. Go to www.thekpf.com to donate or support the foundation on their mission of bringing people together to end violence. Founder Dr. Mark Prince's best-selling book, The Prince of Peace, is available on Amazon and other major retailers. impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat your children. It's me, Michael Prime. Joined today, Sean Mansfield, Dwight Best. Uh, David is an absentee today. Um, first of all, apologies for last week's show. We did record it, but due to a non-boxing-related injury, <laughs> it disappeared from the hard drive, so we couldn't upload it. Mm. So, uh, it's such a shame because I'm gonna say it, even if it doesn't sound honest. It was maybe one of the best shows we've ever done. It, it was up there, like top three shows. Dwight yeah. wasn't there, so it was that was definitely right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the questions we got in, we're going to recap recap a few of them because um, there were some good ones that led on to some great topics, and then we'll carry on with the rest of this week's. But it is as we always start now. Time for a purge. You're going to get mm-hmm. two for one because I'm I'm definitely I need to repurge what disappeared last week. But we'll let Sean go first. Okay. Fresh in the mind. Sean, what are we banishing from boxing this week? This week we're banishing pound for pound rankings, because mm. um, I don't mean anything. And the reason, the latest reason for banishing them is um, that if Luke Campbell beats Lomachenko, apparently he becomes the best pound for pound fighter in the planet. Yeah. And that just can't be right. He's not even won a world title in any weight division yet. And you can't steal somebody else's career just with a win against them. So, uh, Tell that to Tony Gogi. That's. Or Andy Ruiz. Yeah. yeah. He has stolen <laughs> I mean, I think you need to do it in like different weight divisions to. To, to say you're pound for pound. I don't, I don't really think it means anything because the, heavy, the heavyweight is always going to be the best, isn't it? Like, you're going to beat everyone else in every other weight division. I think Tyson Fury said this a few yeah. years back, didn't he? He said it. That so if, they, if you all have nonsense. a fight, then. Yeah. So who's going to win? Tyson Fury or a, a little 10 star? I mm. little. Yeah. And it's like, I understand what it's supposed to mean it's like he's better in his weight division than he is in his weight division but I think it was when Rocky Fielding was fighting Canelo apparently if, if he beat Canelo <laughs> he was going to take his place in the rankings it's like no it doesn't work like that no. uh, as much as I hate it if there, if we weren't going to banish that Canelo is probably one of the only people at the moment one of the only active people you would you would look at as holding that because he is someone that has worked their way through yeah, I mean, every year we do our pound for pound top five or whatever. It won't be this year. They're, they're gone now. Thanks, Sean. But if. Um, <laughs> yeah. Short show. Say, uh, say if Jamie McDonald had beaten Inoue 
but I knew he was in my top five. It doesn't mean McDonald's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the state of our top fives at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, they never. then people luckily never win, so it's fine, but I just can't stand it. And this week, and the last few weeks of Eddie Hearn saying that Luke Campbell will become the best fighter on the planet if he beats Lomachenko is just nonsense. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't work I, like that. Yeah, I think, I think that's more Eddie Hearn gassing everyone up, like, mm. just, you know, talking shit as he normally does. It's worked. He's, in, he's, he's rattled the cage in the right yeah. now. Eddie is he is in major deflect mode he is yeah. walking around with riot shields yeah. just knocking away questions he doesn't want to hear right now and just talking about Luke Campbell and Lomachenko yeah he's doing alright Eddie Hearn to be fair the way what, what he's doing I think it's kind of working Sky are doing well what we said last week <laughs> it's not verifiable but um, we just said that nothing was going to happen with this Dylan White stuff yeah we spoke about it at length for a long time. Nothing will change. Nothing's going to be said, and it's just going to just go away. And no one will, everyone will just stop talking about it. Mm. And we're already getting to that point now. Yeah, it's not even been two weeks, really, two and a half weeks. A very confusing situation. Mm. Like, how long does it take to test a B sample? Yeah, but I don't think it's very confusing at all. I think it's he's obviously failed a test. He's he's failed a test somewhere. Yeah, Vada said they passed it. Well, but he didn't he fail the Vada yeah. one; he failed the UK okay. one. But it's like well, just so maybe they weren't from the same stream of urine. <laughs> like right. they're from a, they could be from a few hours apart, a few days apart, and, and they have a major difference. They're testing all the same substances. They have different lists, as we found out with Village and Saunders. So it's it's nonsense. I reckon this is one of those ones. It's gonna, be, it's gonna get buried away. But Billy Joe Saunders, it it seemed to have come, it came out. Like I can remember, it was the night we did our thing at. World Cinema, wasn't it? Yeah. It came out that day. Um, pretty much within like hours it came out like what it was, what 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 the reason could be. And it's like this the fact they've had a hearing and explained why it isn't that bad to allow the fight to go ahead means the information's already been provided. Mm. So just provide it to us. Like you said, this has clearly already been concluded. Mm. Yeah. It's just legal shit now. About who has said what, who can and can't say what. But do you not think it's because they've got it wrong yeah and they should have actually disclosed it to the other side I really do but as we've they've made like a commercial decision and but as we've discussed previously in like even just in personal stuff Rivas will be signed back up to, to match him he'll get a couple of fights out of this oh yeah of course he'll be on the, the Joseph Parker and probably Huey Fury kind of uh, yeah I don't know kind of that line yeah, that we'll go around, yeah. yeah. The same as we saw with Joseph Parker, you get your big fight, you don't get the full purse you probably mm. promised, but you're going to get another fight where you're going to get a mm. good bit of change for it. And Rivas will be exactly the same. He'll get handsomely compensated to keep this out of. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it worth your while. Case, yeah. The last thing Matchroom need right now is another one of their heavyweights getting screwed over. Suddenly, the uh, the poster boys are Martin Bacoli and David Price. Huey <laughs> Free, you know. We'll move on to that in a minute. <laughs> because I, 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 I'm fuming. I'm fuming about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not. But I, I, I didn't even have that on the agenda. But I think that's a good one. I think that came out last Wednesday or something. Mm. We probably just recorded when it came out. Yeah, yeah. mate. But um, the questions we wanted to to crack on with from last week, we can do both in, in one go because they're obviously both related to the same the same topic. One came from uh, Tony Moss fifteen and it said had a thought on two recent deaths in the ring and peds there's always a lot of talk around drugs and boxing and it won't be taken seriously until someone dies in the ring 
Uh, I'm not suggesting the two opponents of the guys that died were juicing, but to prove or disprove the above theory, do we know if the two fellas would have been additionally tested? It's horrible what's happened, but this is an opportunity right here, isn't it? We, we, we covered this last week and it was quite interesting where we went with it because what was the questions basically like if someone injures somebody or kills someone in the ring does yeah. the person who does it get tested that extra like whether or not they were tested before and it sort of opens up the thing that okay well in that sense then does the person who died also get tested because what if they were using as well yeah and it goes like a really I think it goes down quite a bad line I just think it's yeah and my, my thoughts on this were that again it's not always just the detrimental stuff isn't always caused just by <laughs> someone's breaking in <laughs> you know when you think I don't actually know what that noise was <clears throat> but I'm not prepared to find out mm, you know? yeah um, well lost my train of thought <laughs> I'm like Joe Joyce now <laughs> throw some names at me <laughs> what was I talking about Pacquiao <laughs> oh right okay so Pence <laughs> right I'm genuinely I'm completely okay. lost it right no um, lost I, it yeah I'm genuinely it's okay. well gone what were we talking we were talking about oh, Peds Peds yeah about, about Peds about whether there should oh, be oh right so yeah the detrimental stuff <clears throat> so, you know it's just all like I've got a sweat going on now mm-hmm. it was a little bit embarrassing yeah I might just edit that out <laughs> pretend I didn't right so it's not always detrimental effect of Peds Mm. that we need to be looking at because there's obviously other contributing factors like a lot of people are getting injured in the ring because they are boiling down to ridiculous weights we've seen them at weigh-ins where they can barely stand up the second they step off the scales they're like taking hydration pills they yeah. are drinking straight because they're literally at death's door yeah so they can hit a weight limit so do you think there should be like um as well as a weigh-in do you think there's got to be like a hydro, not a hydration, like a water content test as well at the d- d- at the same time. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because you must be able to do that. Obviously, you're going to get a lot of people moving moving up weights. But then this is where we start seeing people yeah. fighting at their natural. Yeah, weights. just fight at the right weight. It's simple as yeah. that. Again, but unless everybody get, does it, you're going to get some people who massively lose out. But that's it. Because again, as we said with all drugs testing, we said it for the longest amount of time. The system that they impl- um, implement needs to be able to be implemented across all levels of the sport. Yeah. So if you're going to your call, you need to have two guys having a way in there. Are they going to be able to have that same test? Mm. Probably not. But it, it can't be that difficult. Well, this is what you would think, and this is again when we talk about drugs, you've got these these uh, labs that test like Vada use their own specialized places. Mucad had their own specialized places. Dylan White says it costs 40 grand to have the testing for that one for, for UCAD, not mm. for UCAD, for, uh, for VADA, for this fight. 40 grand. Why is it so expensive? Because there's not, there's, it's not a big industry. No, no, it's true. But you've also got to have people, like I saw Andy Yard interview this evening, and he was saying VADA tested him when he was in Vegas, just because he went to Vegas for a weekend. So... You're basically paying someone's wage as well as the actual testing. You're paying someone to be where you are and probably their accommodation, their travel. Yeah. But then again, this is what, if it meets another conflict of interest, I find it really bizarre that people will say, oh, but he failed the UCAT test, mm. but he passed the VADA one. And it's like, well, which one does he pay $40,000 to? <clears throat> yeah. 
if he fails a test and he can't fight for six months, he's not paying Vada for more tests for that six months, mm. is he? No. Where that money's not coming in. You could have got nothing to gain by testing you and you failing it. Mm. Yeah. Vada, if you fail their test, and I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that they are doing anything dishonest or untoward, but if you fail their test, they have literally hurt their turnover. Mm -hmm. And again, I, th I feel that's a massive conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bizarre one. It's like, the whole, it's like when you're at a dentist and you, they work, you want to get out of there without paying any money. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, this, yeah. I know this is, uh, this needs to be done. So you need to get it done, yeah? yeah. And it's like, well, how much is it? Oh, it's uh, £240. And it's like, well, do I really need this doing then? Mm. It's like, it's in their interest to make that yeah, work. Of course. It's a strange one for me. I said the UK one is totally independent to it. I mean, I said they got nothing to gain from it, have they? So, and if he's failed that one, well, you, well, you're more than likely to say that he's, yeah, he's failed. He's failed the drug test. And this is what we've got two weeks further on and still nobody knows about this marinating bee sample. It's just bizarre. How mu how long can it take to test it? Where could that that vial of piss have gone to? In that, reality. They're probably waiting for somebody to lose it before they test it. Yeah. Oh, the sticker's come off. Yeah, <laughs> the, the ink yeah. has got to like fade away. Yeah. Oh, it's not even We his. wrote the label before he pissed on it and now <laughs> yeah. it's all fucking faded. Yeah, but no one can read it anymore. It could be his brothers. Mm. <laughs> But the DNA doesn't match. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get one, Jerry McLeod. He's not your brother. Can you imagine Dylan White or Jerry McLeod? You're talking rubbish. <clears throat> we can wait off topic here. I, I, I miss it. I, I, I think we've missed out as well. We've missed I out on all the missed Jerry McLeod there. A little bit, yeah. But we've missed out on all the enjoyment of, apart from all this drug stuff, what would there would have been some really funny interviews about this brother thing. From Dylan White. I know, but he's not allowed to say anything nah. to anyone. Yeah. Nah. Cougar's fuming, like his views are going down. He's, that's why there's so many Eddie interviews at the minute. He needs to keep that revenue up. Well, I think I think Dylan White might need to do this interview on his own boxing channel to keep his own revenue up after <laughs> this, because I, 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 I can't. It cannot end well either way. Even if he gets cleared, it's not going to be good. No. No, because he's got that. It's, it's going to be labelled, isn't he? And the WBC have already. I think it was last week as we were recording they, mm. they put out their statement saying yeah. they were suspending him from their rankings which again is astonishing you look at it that he's turned down like multiple world title fights yeah or offers mandatories to chase his WBC to chase the WBC for 600 days and now mm. he's he's got to the, the cusp of challenging for it and he's failed it potentially thrown it all away mm. or had it ripped away they haven't said they haven't said what he's felt on have they no, this is what I mean. It's, this is all so strange. Mm. When it was Billy Joe Saunders, the same day that it, it the the story came out, you knew what the substance was he'd failed on. Yeah. The reason that he'd taken it or had it in his system, and like a, a like a legal excuse for mm. for what it was and how how it's the governing bodies and they got different test uh, different results you're allowed to have and yeah, and that was all there readily available. And Eddie Hearn went to town on them. Has yeah. a matchroom fighter failed a drugs test? That we know well, about. Why while they've been with them? They must be. I can't think of anyone top of my head. Yeah. They probably have. They would just sit them under the carpet. Like, like, like trying to do this one. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of their fighters, we've, we've spoken about it at length before. Matchroom, I think they've probably only got a small handful of fighters who are actually matchroom fighters. And they have a lot of people that fight on matchroom shows. Yeah. And 
I'll just build when they don't need mm. it. They don't need them anymore. It's like, well, you can go off and fight for whoever you want now. Yeah. Yeah. No, of of no, I can't. I can't remember any one that's actually failed a drugs test. We wouldn't. Well, we definitely wouldn't have heard about this unless it got leaked. And I love that Eddie's yeah. like, doing it. He's like, yeah, we know. We leaked the story. It's like, all right. Mm. Just leave it. It's it's happened. It's done. Whatever leaked, it wasn't a lie. No one's like slandered you or anything. This exactly. has actually happened. Exactly. So you just got to take it on the chin. But like I said, this is mental because it's just all being brushed away, and it's just going to go on for so long. We're going to get an AJ announcement soon, and uh, and then everyone will forget all about it. Mm. And then it will just be a little footnote. Well, it's, it's this thing like Sky, Sky Sports News sort of saying, oh, well, he, he passed the VADA tests in and around the same day, but it wasn't the same day. So, uh, yeah, he probably, it must be a mistake. And they didn't say that, but it's almost like they put out stories as if it's breaking news. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, he, he passed all these other tests around it, so just well, ignore the one he failed. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, let's, We've said it before. AJ wins his next fight, let's just ignore the fact he lost a the fight, then he won all the other ones around it. It's impossible to, uh, to quantify how much value you get. You know, like, everybody's got Sky Sports app. You've got yeah. your breaking news on your phone. It pops up on your. It literally says breaking yeah. news, and it will say, uh, "Dylan White passes VADA test." You're like, "Yeah, but he didn't fail the VADA test." So, yeah. so this isn't even news. Like, why are you telling me this? It's okay. irrelevant. What that is is that's like misinformation. It's mm. it's propaganda. You're putting stuff out there to make you think a certain way with something that's irrelevant. Exactly. That's like information warfare. That's. I mean, it's only. It's like, obviously we all know it anyway, but it's like that is. He's a matchroom fighter, and it's like that. Sky Sports, and Sky. Yeah, yeah look, look after their investment. Yeah. That's what it is. That's it, and you can understand that. Like I say, if you look at it purely financial, you can understand that. Yeah. And this is where we went last week. That it's a it's a funny one because Eddie Hearn, as a promoter, does not have necessarily a moral obligation to tell mm. Rivasi. Mm. As a human being, yeah. he should do, but yeah. he's not going to do that he's thinking about his bottom line his investment and again like I said, you look at it as a business you can't argue with that this is what mm. if you're running a, a multi-million a multi-billion pound you never know sort of yeah. company you've got to make these sort of decisions whether or not they're ethically right yeah. it's completely different but that's yeah. that's business that's business it's business different. business in my eyes it's bang out of order basically and these people can't these people can't be doing it what's going yeah. on now I mean like what could possibly be going on now? Why are they not coming out and saying it? The only thing I can think of is this is one of those, you know, like the gagging orders where it's like there are certain bits of this that cannot come out and they are working their damnedest to make sure that certain bits of this mm. story are not published. It, yeah, it's a legal process now, isn't it? But, but what that means is something bad. I've, I've said yeah. it. I've, there, there is something to cover up. Yeah, similar. There's, there's, something, there's something to cover up. Just don't have the fight. I mean, because. They should have just not no, had to fight it. No, financially, I mean, you yeah. think about it, financially, you must turn that down on the last minute, pay-per-view, pay-per-view, pay-per-view. You're screwing for their money back, mate. You, you've forked out on all this money, and then... That but long-term, it could work out even worse. Yeah. Depending on what happens, like... I said, I, I personally think <clears> this <throat> ends very badly for Dylan White now. Because <clears throat> if it starts to go south, they will throw him under. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know that that's what they do. Of course. He will be gone. And it will be, well, we didn't know. We did our best to help him. And then it's come out that he has been taking something. And it'll be gone. That's it. He's already not really a matchroom fighter. He fights under his own management. He fights. He's an independent person. Mm. That's it. So he, he can quite easily now. Be expendable, isn't it? Exactly. 
Because and if you watch if AJ has his rematch and wins, they're not gonna care about Dylan White. At the moment, he's their plan B. Yeah. And if your plan A is fucked, you need your plan mm. B, which is where they're kind of at at the minute. So they need to look after him. If if plan A doesn't come back online, then they can't drag, they can't drag this out until then though. But I wouldn't be surprised because it's just gonna, all you've got to do is is put enough information about other things out there yeah. for the interest to go away. People have already stopped talking about it. Mm. This is it was massive news, <coughs> and this is it still the problem is. is he's not getting a chance to. It's going to get to the stage where if it does work out badly for Dylan White, and it comes out that he did fail a test, and that they should have told everyone else. Matchroom are going to say, "Oh well, we we only need a promoter." Yeah. And we don't we don't run this team. We're not in this camp. And yeah. it's going to be like Dylan White hasn't had the chance for a month to say anything. Yeah. He's been sort of gagged. He's been told not to say yeah. anything. But he, I can see him being absolutely thrown under the bus. Yeah. As soon as it starts to go south, it'll be right, mate. What have you done? Yeah, we didn't know what he was doing. Well, I we tried be, our best to help yeah, him out of the situation. Done it, done it before. It'd be all that sort of stuff. I'd be yeah. playing his defence at the moment, mate. I, I really do. I, I, I mean, if he's guilty, he's guilty, but like, do you know what I mean? I hope he's preparing something, like, I'm not just going just gonna to lie down and take it. I just still find it astonishing how like, how many people jump to his defence. Yeah. Do you know what? One of my, my boys uh, messaged me and said, um, were saying, but oh yeah, I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. I said, no. I said, no. I said, why? I said, fuck that. So did you have that same energy for for Jarrell Miller when or, his story came out? Or or, or for, for Canelo? Yeah. You know, everyone's still calling him a cheat. Everyone's still saying this, and it? I always will. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean, but I mean, this has obviously happened before because we weren't supposed to know about it, hmm. and we wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Hmm. So you just have to assume this happened before. And I said to you, the fact that this was all done so swiftly. And they had that little chat at the press conference where the microphone was on and it shouldn't have been on. They know how this process works. Yeah. Yeah. Like how difficult would it be to get all of those governing bodies lined up to have a hearing that quickly yeah. and be ready and passed and ready to fight? You know who you need to speak to. Mm. You know how to expedite it. You know how to get through that. But I'd just love Coogan or somebody to say to Eddie Hearn, has this happened before to one of your fighters? Because he, he seems to know the process so well. Like, oh yeah, we don't even have to tell the other side. It's not for us to tell him. It's I've like, looked oh. at the rules. But yeah. it's like, for me, that's very surprising. And I'd imagine yeah. if he didn't know about that, that he would have found that surprising as well. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't even have to tell anyone. But, but it doesn't sound right. So uh, I'd, I'd be amazed if that hasn't happened to some of their fighters before. But it's just I've never known a situation where <clears throat> no one's had to say anything. Yeah. And again, that just comes down, like we said, it's the whole, it's just the moral obligation, should you have to say it. And as a human being, you probably should. It's but unfortunate for Eddie Hearn as, as well. As a business person. Like the timing of it, like after the Jerry Miller stuff, after the Billy Joe Saunders comments that he made about Billy Joe Saunders, what got Andrade the belt. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he said and the complete, he's contradicting himself so badly. Yeah. And again, it, it blew up massively. Um, just the fact there were obviously two boxing related deaths within like days of, of this happening yeah and it just it exacerbates the situation it makes it seem yeah, so really, much yeah. worse it's really unlucky timing like for the whole thing because yeah they're not really and they're connected. not related, they're at, not all, related yeah. at all if you're Dylan White it's the perfect it's the perfect storm for him he's and he's sat in the centre of it but again these are questions that need to be asked they need to be answered and we're just no closer to getting anywhere mm. with it two weeks on two weeks plus now and still no one knows anything except yeah. that he failed a test and still had a fight 
Yeah. But what's the plan? Do you reckon it's just keep quiet? I, I honestly release a little statement and so I said get away with it. It'll be a misinformation thing. It'll just be he was allowed to fight. The rules still stay. He was allowed to fight, and they're just gonna keep dragging it on. You'll get an AJ announcement, and it'll be the AJ stuff will be in in little. It'll be compartmentalized, so you'll get. We're gonna fight on this date. We still haven't agreed a place. And then it'll be right. We're gonna fight here, this city. Mm. We still haven't agreed a venue. You're gonna get big, uh, like little chunks of this information. They're already doing it though. Yeah. AJ's little chunks of the information, yeah. and they'll stretch this out to the point where that just becomes the main focus of absolutely everything. Mm. And then they'll start announcing the undercard, and you'll be excited about this and excited about that. And then suddenly they forget all about Dylan White. Oh, and you'll find out that Dylan White. Oh, he's, yeah, he. Uh... He's a technicality. He did fail, but we think he's innocent. Like he's got a six-month backdated ban, which, which is over in yeah the end of the year, and he'll yeah. have his fight at the end of the year. He wasn't gonna fight in that time anyway. That's exactly what I think will happen. He'll get. He probably will get a ban. It'll be a bullshit one, like Jarrell Miller's one. In fact, it'll probably be less than that. Jarrell Miller got caught with what four substances and got a six-month ban. Yeah, exactly. So you're getting like a, a forty-five day suspension for yeah. each for each drug you can't do. So Dylan White could probably fight again in two weeks or some shit. Yeah. Because that's the way that the WBC seemed to work. Yeah. They'll be wishing him birth- happy birthday in a couple of weeks. And that's how they, they roll. They probably won't. They'll probably suspend him from their rankings for, for two years. Mm. I love that people think this is a WBC conspiracy as well. I, I, I really I, re- I really think that, that WBC just, just, just don't want him on their rankings. Oh, so you're into this conspiracy? No, I'm, I'm not into the conspiracy theory about <laughs> yeah. that. But I, I just I just honestly think that they they don't give a shit about him. I can just imagine like some some like WBC ninja is in like a bright green <laughs> like morph suit just like cartwheeling around and just sprinkle some shit into, <laughs> into that piss bottle. I hope it's, it's like not yep. green, mate. It's not very discreet, yeah. is it? No, it's WBC. <laughs> It's made out of uh, intercontinental and international belts. Yeah, shiny, yeah. That's it. Shiny plaques or whatever. Yeah. So you just like blend into the wall at Matthew <laughs> HQ. It's my WBC uh, intercontinental. <laughs> yeah, one of them ones. So, yes. Yeah, I think what we're, I can't even remember where we're getting to this question now. It was uh, that was that was uh, my purge. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Twenty five minutes to purge. And we we went into a question with that as well. Mm. Yeah, about about the, the drugs and that. We mm. did, we yeah. did. Um, very quick question then before I hit my purge, I re hit my purge again, and it's a question for the pod. This is from North Bay Bren. It's a zero tolerance approach to pet taking in boxing, viable or realistic? And my my thought. Are we keeping you awake, right? Sorry. No, oh, you're not keeping me awake, mate. Okay, just no. checking. Uh, my thought process on that is it's absolutely not viable. I can't even remember what I said last week now, but now I just look at it, I just think there'll be no boxes left. Yeah, yeah. There will be, and I, it upsets me to say that, but I genuinely now just think there will be no fighters left if this is what we do. Yeah, I think, you think everyone's on the juice. I think 95% of boxers are on it. It's, it's, it's so funny. And when I say that, I mean, I'm not talking guys that are fighting at your call. I'm not talking small ball fighters, because I don't think it would be financially viable for them to, to be juicing. But I think that the I think elite I, athletes, I think they, they, they got on it, man. I think they got even more of a reason to choose though. They would, but again, you got to think about what the pros and cons of this are. Like, it it can't be cheap to buy all this stuff mm. and to go through the process of doing it. Like, we're talking into the hundreds and the thousands easily. How much are these guys making from their ticket sales to be mm. fighting? Until you start getting to the point where you're fighting arena fights, and even mm. then, necessarily, you're not making 
I, I think until you get to the stage where you're probably training two or three times a day as well. I mean, this is it to get the maximum benefit of yeah. it. Yeah, if you're still doing <clears throat> one hour a day mm. after work, how much are you getting out of uh, some Nandrolone or whatever, whatever it is with that sort of stuff? What that stuff like Dylan Wang got caught with before though, Jack Jack Three D. I mean, people be doing that in gyms, mate. Just for their training sessions and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, if you're if you're if you're saying something like that, and what does that do? <laughs> That just like um, increase your blood, your blood flow and your heart rate and all that stuff like that, and just increases your veins and all that, all that, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But I mean, it's 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 the other pre workouts are yeah, available. Other pre workouts, yeah. Don't take that one. <laughs> fuck you. Well, if you're not a boxer, go for it, man. Mm. Yeah, fuck Apparently, it's good shit. Nah, no, it don't do you good in the long run. I reckon Dylan White's got shares in that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's worked out more beneficial to get caught taking it and everyone signing white now. Yeah, but like shit like that much. I mean, people, are, people must be doing that. People must be checking up on the pre-workout sort of stuff. They must be doing it uh, at small hall fights and everything like that. And like you said, there are no fighters left. I, I genuinely think that we would just be in a place where there wouldn't be enough mm. fighters to, to be had. If we made everyone take a test, you have to take one weekly. Fuck yeah. you, you have to take one weekly. You, and this is what we again we came back to come back to last week. I think this is what my take on this was. We need to find a way to make it viable to test people, to test everybody regularly. And mm. until that mm. can happen, this is what you're always going to have. Mm. Yeah. You need a way where you can. You it costs too much money, though. It costs too much money. This is what I'm saying. Because, because there's such a small industry around it. Yeah. Like, imagine how many years ago, you know, the, uh, the di- uh, diabetes test where you just click the thing on your finger, <clears> a drop of blood comes out, and it can test your blood sugar and all that sort of stuff. That would have cost thousands and thousands when that was first thought mm. of. Yeah. But now there are millions of people around the world in some of them probably some of the poorer countries in the world. Yeah. They sit there every morning and click it on their finger because it's it's been made financially viable for yeah. yeah. to be rolled out. There must be a way that a drugs test can be done for that. Yeah. Even if it just checks the majority of things and then when you get to a certain level it starts looking for the intricacies of where you could possibly get around it. There has to be a way to do it. It can't just be that there's... And we said this last week, didn't we? Said, uh, well, how about, how, about, how about this? How about this? Like, say, for instance, if your, if your show is televised, simple, simple as that, televised, you should have to pay a cut into that pot for the, for the drug testing. I think all boxing All round. Be, if you put any all round. on, I think all round. Done. But I think that's the thing that you should do that. But but then but then if you do that for any car like you can the small shows will, will, will suck on the most of that. They will mm. initially, but again you start building these things in. If mm. you're if you're talking about you just need a percentage, mm. and I'm not talking about there's a fixed limit. Like mm. so if you're doing a small show, you don't want someone to have to pay ten grand mm. for drugs testing because that's gonna be excessive. But I'm talking if you could one percent up every every boxing card. Mm. Now sometimes that's gonna be yeah, but then, sometimes that's going to be 500 quid for the whole card sometimes that's going to be the best part probably a few million quid yeah but the thing is though for, for small hall fighters though like that's 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 going to hit them though either way talking, because like, okay, this is what I'm, I'm not talking about the fighters but yeah, yeah. the promoter stuff yeah, but that, that, that all will shuffle down though won't it it will do but if we're talking a few hundred pounds across a whole card mm. that's in that's in your coffers yeah I suppose it definitely is if you're asking every fighter to put in an extra 10 pounds to cover mm-hmm. for their own safety as well yeah. to keep their sport clean mm-hmm. And I, as a fan, if you mm. tell me that the tickets have gone up a pound, 
Yeah. You say that's the reason. I know that some people will be like, oh, well, fuck it. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't want to go, it's getting too expensive. But Maybe we should ask that, that question to a few boxes. Mm. You know? We're going to find a little Very set. different answer. Some people that sell tickets well will be like, yeah. We were saying last week, you know, like, um, like you're saying about if you could do like an instant blood test. And we're saying that, you know, like, um, you know, like in cricket where they think there's a wicket and it's like, oh, <laughs> it the they, get the, they get the speaker and it's yeah. like, oh, did we hear a sound off the bat? Maybe you're no, right, yeah, but you've got to yeah. check. Yeah, that that yeah. But imagine that the way in, like you've got, like, especially in the big, big fights, you have the way in, they do the, the way in and it's like on the big screen, the weight is like, yeah, good. Now let's check the water levels in his body. Good. This is, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, and then literally they have to do a live blood test, like instant decision. And it's like, shame them into it. If they fail on stage and then the fight's off, it's like, they won't cheat if they're getting caught. You wouldn't risk it, would you? <laughs> no. You wouldn't risk it. It's like Miller's not having hand yeah. in the like, Yeah, he's yeah. passed the way and he's passed the water test, but oh no, he's got steroids in his system. Fight off. I, d- I just love the idea of that. And I think it's what we were saying. Like, yeah. Imagine you had like a, like a left and a right kind of axis on a clock and it's like, it's going left and right. It's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. ooh. And it become like the dance. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. in a costume, like shouting along. <laughs> Yeah. Be good, but they they even the weigh ins aren't even weigh ins now really for like the big shows are they? It's all done behind closed closed doors beforehand. Yeah. They know who's going to make weight, who's not going to make weight. But yeah. the fact they know that means that they they must do other stuff and other aspects yeah. of it. Of course, we hope so. Mm. Right, so that was an epic purge. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, sorry to go on about the drug test again. Like with the weigh in, they do the weigh ins earlier in the day so that they know they've made weight. Yeah, it's like surely if it gets to the stage where didn't want to spend 40 grand on drugs tests. Surely it's worth him spending another 20 grand on drugs tests before his drugs test. To find out what he's going to get away, with, gonna get away with and what, if he's going to fail, then it's going missing. Like, yeah. Just gonna, the people with the most money are always going to have the better chance of getting away with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to recap my, my poach from last week. And I still stand with it. I'm still really annoyed at it. And... I want to purge moaning defensive fighters. Mm. <clears throat> now, I've got no problem with defensive fighters. I love what they do in the ring. I love the art of hitting, not getting hit. But you cannot do that and then complain that the audience do not like you. Oh, okay. So this happened on a Matchroom USA card the other day. Fighter one. Committed, I think it was like a shutout, 12 rounds, but he was from the probably like fourth, fifth round on, onwards. Was it Tim Farmer, was it? Yeah. He was being booed. The mm. crowd wanted nothing to do with him. Then he came out at the end of it and he was really angry that he was being booed. Mm. He's like, Yeah, I'm in the ring, you're not in the ring, I'm taking the risk, I'm doing it. And it's like, That's fine. No one, no one ever wants you to be getting hurt or to go home damaged, or you just got to go home to your family. That's, the, that's yeah. always the main priority. But when you got into boxing, you know what the fans want. Yeah, of course. Boxing is an entertainment sport. Fans want to be entertained. Mm. There are a small amount of people that will watch what he does and say, this is outstanding. I can sit there and appreciate it. The same way we used to say with Mayweather. You can sit there and think, it's a bit shit to watch. But sometimes you just sit back and you think, the skill level here is is unbelievable. Yeah. But you cannot turn around to Mm. the fans and tell them that they're wrong for booing you because they've gone there to see a fight. They're, they're paid they're paid their money and let's be honest like you know it's like not to keep going back to football but like it's like when you pay your money to see your team play 
and then the opposition just put everyone behind the ball for the whole 90 minutes you think to yourself fuck's sake I've just paid all my dough and they just oh, they just shutting up shop it's, like, it's one way to get a result yeah but it's not but, but fan friendly exactly exactly you, you're, you're paid to be you're paying to come to be entertained and I'm fine uh, that's fine they're doing what they can to get the win that's fine but like it, it, if, if I if I then say this is this is shit I don't like <coughs> it I'm never coming to watch you fight again take 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 what I'm saying that's it mate you know what I mean yep simple as that I completely agree don't 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 complain about it don't don't have a gripe about it because they're, and they're paying your bills that's it without the fans you, you ain't getting paid nothing and this is what I said it's, this is not new information to you as a fighter when you become a fighter you go into the industry knowing that people want to see knockouts yeah they want to see a fight yeah it's very rare you're going to get 20,000 people in, a, in an arena who are fans of the art of mm-hmm. boxing yeah and I'm that's for, that, that, that's fair enough because not every fighter can do that and <clears throat> these guys they're going in there to make up to earn a living like like we all do we go to work to earn a living so they're going in there to earn a living and they can't all knock people out they can't all you know be pumping out jabs and body shots like that that are amazing and entertaining for the crowd but at the same time you know there, there is an element of where you know People are not people are not gonna be happy with your performance, and they're gonna let you know mm. whether 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 it's um whether you come out for one round and you got you got sparked out or you got beat up for one round. And people are complaining that they pay all this money for, to watch you fight, or whether you just produce a complete bore fest. You know, they pay their money, so they have the right to to air their opinions. Simple as that. That's it. Um. Yeah. Simple as Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like I said, I would never. I'm not just throwing defensive fighters in there because I would, mm. I love the art of it. Yeah. and you just want fighters to get in earn their money and get out of the sport yeah. but you have to appreciate that if you want to make big money yeah. there are and if you're getting not, paid big money as well that's it, you're, you're I mean, getting paid big money that's even worse well, if you're getting paid big money it's because people are paying big money to see you Yeah. unless it's like you're a Mick Hennessy fighter um, <laughs> so they're going to expect a certain type of fight Yeah. there are exceptions to the rule like obviously yeah. Floyd Mayweather was an exception but people paid a lot of money to see him because they well, wanted to see him lose. Yeah, he wasn't popular. People yeah. wanted him to be beaten. Yeah. So every time you got sucked into the narrative of oh someone's gonna beat him. Yeah. This is the new guy. This is, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna pay my hundred dollars yeah. pay per view whatever it was in the states. And then it was just exactly the same thing. He just mm. did twelve rounds of just not getting hit. But on the on the flip side of that, yeah. What we're saying about about Mayweather, like you can't what you can't watch Mayweather fight and complain about. Mayweather being defensive no but you again can't. I, I, you can't because you, you you look at all his other fights and say what, what he's done that's like the McGregor fight everyone was like oh um, and, and even the Pacquiao fight someone a white said to me a couple of weeks ago it was like they should fight again because the other fight was shit it was, it was a shit fight it was the, Mayweather's done nothing and I was like have you, did you watch Mayweather before? Mm. Like, this is the first it's, time you've seen him. It's like, what he was always gonna do. Yeah. Have you, have you, did you not see him before? Like you know. Yeah. So there's there's that side of it as well, but at the same time, that ultimately, on the bottom line is, is that people pay pay their money to go see you, whether it's football, boxing, hockey, whatever. And if, if you're if you're sh- shit and you're putting out a shit performance, people are gonna let you know that they're shit. It's shit. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and obviously the shit being objective here, 
that some people are just not fans yeah. of that that, that style. style yeah yeah whether you're ducking and weaving punches fine you're not getting hit but that's it it's the, it's the arc so when yeah. Muhammad Ali was doing it everyone was going oh it's, it's amazing but he yeah. didn't do it consistently for 12 rounds exactly and he was knocking people out yeah like you can't like Fury, Fury does it for 12 rounds and loses and punches. <laughs> yeah. loses on points yeah <laughs> It's even it's even worse when when, when you, you pay for a you pay for a fight, you pay to go see a guy fight, and then he refuses gets added to the card. <laughs> so yeah, cheers, mate. Listen, this is a stacked one, man. You should Fuck be loving you. this. Cheers, mate. Right, so we're done the purge. Here, so yeah, all of you moaning defensive fighters, you're gone now. Sorry, uh, you're in there with box rec and attractive women at the boxing. I'm I'm just destroying the sport. Here. Mm. Purging the fuck out of it, isn't it? <laughs> We're gonna end up in a couple of weeks. We'll have nothing left. We like, I'm just purging boxing now. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a football podcast now. <laughs> There'll just be nothing left in the sport. Um, right. Let's let's move on. Um, do we go MTK or not? do you know? What? I've, I've, while we've got Sean, we spoke about this a little bit just before we started recording, uh, and it's a question that's ca- uh, coming from North Bank Brand as well. Do you think Canelo's statement hints at a golden boy breakup? Now, for people, if you haven't read the statement or seen the statement, he's a bit pissed off now, isn't he? Because he's been stripped mm. of his IBF belt yeah. last week. And I love this, by the way. Not necessarily because I've got nothing against Canelo at the minute, but the IBF are just doing what they should do. Yeah. Right. They're not bending the rules for anybody. Yeah. And fair play to me. They're like the only ones at the minute that are, these are our rules, abide by them, or piss off. I think I think that they're, they're known for doing that. Um, there's no real issue because they're known for doing it. But if they all did that, no one would bother trying to win any of the belts because people like Canelo don't want to be fighting the people that Kel Brook fought, for example, like that yeah. sort of standard. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of good, and it's it's just a belt that the, the real elite, elite, elite fighters probably just won't ever really want that much. Do you reckon this is how we're going to end up with more franchise belts because of things like this? I think it's only really the IBF though, isn't it? The I think so, but I mean, what is it with the, so with the franchise belt at the minute? So, so he's the franchise champion, but then the, I suppose the WBC, whatever, like the full belt, yeah, can still be won by someone else, can't it? And yeah. Canelo will remain the franchise champion. Yeah, and I so, guess the, I guess the proof will come depending on who wins that belt. Yeah, so this I mean, if, I mean that, if that belt is won by somebody who's like a average fighter, why should he have to fight him? Yeah, yeah and I think this is probably what will happen now. We'll end up with a lot more of these kind of elevated statuses for fighters. So if they don't want to have these mandatories, they can just go, oh, fuck it, I'm not. I'm not if, they, if, they, if they call it super champion, it's just, I think it's the word franchise that piss yeah. people off. It's basically just like a super champion, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But in fairness, we've been trying to get, well, us personally, but they've been trying to get rid of that. Even WBA safety. They say they've been trying to get rid of it, yeah. and yet they keep throwing in interim champions. And then when somebody like is elevated to the full, to the full title, then they, they get people to fight for the interim again. Yeah, I gotta say the only good thing about the WBC is like the belts are better. Like for the super champion will have a better belt. Like they get progressively worse as you go down. Whereas like WBO, they all look WBA, they all the same. Um, yeah, Dylan White's got photos right now that looks like he's the world champion. 
It's the same shit though. Yeah, like it's a belt. Full size it? replica. They are massive as well. All it is <clears> is a belt with a couple with, with less less stickers on it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is, mate. Yeah, because yeah. no yeah. one's won that that continental championship. Yeah, before. it's just got Dylan White on it. Exactly, <laughs> mate. <laughs> a little gold coin with him on it. Less coins, less less coins strapped to the belt, mate. That's all it is, man. It's, it's, it's all shit though. It's all shit. I, 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 I think well they've they've made a big mistake. I think by um, stripping the Canelo. Mm-hmm. All good. It's a massive mistake. It's like you said. They just look at it and think to themselves, well, "Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Fuck me up here." Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna go down. down or it's gonna be the last one. If someone's trying to unify, I'll be like, "Oh, I'll do, do, that, that, last. do that last." Yeah. And they get they miss out on all them unifications leading up to that. Yeah. So they. Because that's the way they are. So it's fine. Do it last and then <clears> just, <throat> just, just vacate it. Yeah, vacate it straight away. So who's gonna pick up this vacant IBF? Uh, it's gonna be potentially Billy Joe Saunders and Chris Eubank in it. That'd be good. It just seems like there's two leagues at the moment of like middleweights. Do you know that there were, and I'm not saying that in in terms of ability that they're they're not all in the same category, but you've just got kind of these like super elite guys <clears> like your Canelos and your Golovkin. Using the term loosely, like like your Golovkins and your Jacobs and stuff, and then you got all these British guys underneath who are, in theory, they are right there with them, mm, yeah. but they just seem to be a level below in terms of their stature and status. It's, see, when you just said that, I was like, oh yeah, I suppose they, they could. No, they won't because they could. Derevchenko has got. He's like, but he was the mandatory, wasn't he? Yeah. The guy who lost to Jacobs. It's like, what's the point in him fighting someone who's lost to Jacobs? Yeah. Um. So I guess it'll be probably a rematch of that, won't it? Eddie Hearn will get that going. <clears throat> Jacobs will probably win the belt then he can do and Jacobs fight. Andrade and all that and he's got Saund- well probably going to have Saunders yeah he'll definitely pick up it makes sense for him to sign with Matchroom or mm. the zone which he got I suppose it's for all intents and purposes the same mm. organisation mm. and he can't get any of the fights without they're all there aren't they yeah you either stayed where you were or you go here this, they're your only options at his weight mm-hmm. unless so, you want to fight uh, for the IBL <clears throat> yeah the uh, so the question is: Is it a golden boy breakup? Uh, if it is, I mean, that I'm sure the amount of money that was involved with um, Canelo, they'll they'll get a massive payout. I mean, the yeah, the not, severance of that would be astronomical. Uh, I loved De La Hoya as a fighter, but he's <clears throat> he seems like a real smarmy fucker mm. as a as a, like a promoter and manager type of person, like. You know, like the worst kind of person you can mm. hope to deal with. Like Don King kind of style. Yeah. And maybe I'm doing him a disservice here, but from the outside looking in, he seemed horrible mm. in the sport. You know, the way he talks to other fighters, and it's because he sits there with Canelo, who's obviously yeah. the sport's golden goose at the moment. Mm. And he's so smug and arrogant, and I actually can't stand him. Mm. And it, I would love it if Canelo was like, do you know what, no, fuck you. Mm. I don't like the way you do this. And you're doing me a disservice because maybe Canelo did want to fight for that belt mm. maybe he wants to fight more than twice a year mm. just let me have this fight let me just bang this guy out I can do a quick six week camp cycle off and be fine yeah <laughs> I'm joking I'm, I don't but, but I mean, I mean realistically um, I can't believe that it wouldn't surprise me if Canelo's released that statement just to just for the benefit of his own fans like because he's lost a belt and it doesn't look good when you give up a belt but realistically why would he have Fought that guy, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But I he, would, maybe, he would never have fought that guy. 
But maybe the issue is that this is obviously not the first time this has happened with Canelo as well. Obviously, he was he lost his WBC mm. via email or whatever how you say it. like he wasn't in the ring when he lost that belt, and it seems like that's the way he loses his belts. And that maybe it's good management. I think we we spoke about it obviously in the run up to the Triple G stuff. It was probably the best mm. choice at that point to not do it mm. uh, to be stripped of that belt. But maybe it's good management. Maybe it's bad management. Maybe obviously that's the only thing he would be able to decide when he looks at what his options are. Well, Ryan Garcia like, moaning afterwards is like, that's kind of irrelevant. Oh, yeah. I just want him to go away now. Yeah. He's De- uh, moaning as well. Yeah. Devin Haney, mate. Yeah. <sighs> if he beats him. Sure I would love that. that. I would love that. He's one of them guys, like, cause you saw the first videos of him when he was, what was it, like 15, 16, mm. he was hitting those, um, I don't even know what the, the tool's called where the, the ball's on the end of the stick and it spins around really quick. It's like one of those yeah. swing ball things. Yeah. And he looked unreal. But then you see him online and you're just like, oh my God, he's so irritating. To the point where you, I actually want someone to... to but basically, he, him he, just, he just did what Tommy Fury's just done, basically. Isn't it? Yeah. He's just basically got loads of women following him on social media. Yeah. Tommy Fury went back onto Twitter, I think it was yesterday or today, and he was like, right, everyone, I'm back now. I was just but he's got more followers than Tyson Fury now, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it's worked. Profile-wise, yeah. But... Got to prove it in the ring, hasn't he? Got to prove it in the ring, mate. Does yeah. he? Do you reckon he's even going to bother? I don't think he is. I think he's just going to be any reality star now. Yeah. Like, who was that guy who was, like, Britain's worst boxer? I can't remember his name. We, we used to argue with him on Twitter all the time. He used to go oh, out Robin Daniel, Deacon. Robin Deacon. He was like, you're, you're famous because you went out of, like, Daniel Westbrook or some shit like that. And you are actually a terrible fighter, mm. but you are still famous. Mm. I can fully imagine Tyson, uh, sorry, Tommy Fury in a couple of years' time, just being, aren't you, aren't you the boxer? He's like, oh no, I was that guy on Love Island. Yeah. Because he went in there, he's, only, he's had two fights. Mm. Yeah. He's probably, like, contractually now, he's probably going to be tied up with Love Island for a long time. Mm. Yeah. He's not going to be in a ring. Makes you wonder, did he do Love Island to boost his profile, or did he do boxing to get onto Love Island? Like, Either way, is, it's millions of pounds they earn anyway, either way, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, Love yeah. Island people. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. And then, like, 10 years' time, it's back to working at Gap. Or he wasn't <laughs> going to be earning that in boxing for a long time. No. But then what I found was was really funny, because what was it? That's a, I don't watch it, my missus was one of those ones, but, like, 50 grand top five or something, nonsense like that. Thinking, your brother's just signed an 80 million pound deal on... I'm, pr- I'm sure you're not too fussed about winning 25k yeah. like you, you can't be doing too badly yeah. you're a tight knit family yeah. and like the way Tyson Fury tells it like money's not their um, kind of aim in their family yeah. like so they all live yeah. quite modestly I can't, how the fuck did we get talking about Love Island this is the worst thing I've ever done <laughs> that's probably a bit of an overstatement but I feel like it is mm. especially when we were talking about Canelo <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Golden boy. Yeah, all right. So, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a breakup. I think Canelo probably is a bit pissed off that he's lost his belt. Yeah. But I'd say it's probably more to, like you said, to do with just, listen, it's stop complaining. I'm not happy in theory, but it's done, it's done. Yeah. And he can go back. Someone who probably, um, what's her name, Der- Derichenko or whatever, will pick up the, the belt. He'll probably fight someone like Golovkin. Yeah. And then next next May, he'll have a big super fight again and he'll get his belt back. Does like, only ain't going to be paying him like 30 million a fight to fight people like him? Nah. Mm. And again, this is where it comes down to is it money or is it all about the belts sort of thing? 
That 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 could pretend that is probably good management, isn't it? Because yeah. the fighter just wants to keep his balance. And it's like, no, you're not it's not worth your while. It's not well. It's good management for Goldenwood because they're the one that take a probably a hefty percentage out of it. Yeah. So they're looking out for themselves one hundred percent. That belt brings us no added value. Mm. Mm. I like that question. Mm. But yeah, I, I do hope that that deal sours because I really I want De La Hoya out of the sport now. <laughs> I really, really don't like him. You want it to purge, eh? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't a defensive fighter, so I can't, no. can't include him in this week's. Well. Although he was dressed as an attractive woman once in <laughs> <at> boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so De La Hoya's already gone. Yes. <laughs> He's out. Alright, uh, MTK card at the weekend. Michael Conlon was headlining. Mm. Didn't get to the ring talk. Very, very late. No. And it wasn't even a Frank Warren show. I know. Mm. It was a, a bit of a weird one. Like you, yeah. you know, as a fan, you sit there and you think, how the fuck are you going to... You don't want to be watching a fight and thinking, how am I going to get home? Yeah. Mm. Like, I've spent 200 quid on a ticket, so I'm not going. But how do I get home from here? Well, well, that was in the middle of a park though isn't it yeah so yeah. probably just walk, walk home although I don't know I've never, I've never been to Belfast so. so if your house is on the edge of the park you're fine if it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's not I, I, I've <laughs> never <laughs> the city yeah you're fucked I'm just it? guessing they've got no train network but they probably have they've got, everyone was probably within walking distance <laughs> from <laughs> the whole the whole city is within walking distance of that fight you're laughing wow. the whole city was built around yeah. the arena small place and it perfect um, question came in from Matt Too Much Talking it's how far can Michael Conlon go is he ready for a world title shot he now? is gonna win the WBO he's far for a world title shot I think I think he's so overrated I really I like to come out of the Olympics I do I, I do rate him I think he's I think he's, he's his quality's there but I, I don't think he's ready for a world title shot who's WBO, the American one w- is it um, Shakur yeah. Stevenson so he'll yeah. get I think because uh, Valdez is vacated hasn't he yeah so, I think I think Stevenson beats him. I yeah, think he beats him convincingly as well. But it sounds like they're trying to do that fight with Warrington and Patrick's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that will sell, won't it? That'd be I amazing. Think, I think this is what it is. I think we were talking about it just before we started recording with Conlon. It's it's the Irish dollar, man. Mm. Like when you're talking stateside, like, if mm. he fights, it's gonna make a lot of money. Course, if of he course. fights around St. Patrick's Day which obviously they, they've been building that already like is he, for the last couple of years he's been on cards or he's fought his debut was Madison Square Garden <laughs> wasn't it St. Patrick's Day like, he is going to sell yeah. massive amounts of tickets if they can build you probably just set up his whole life he just needs to build one fight yeah. that's going to land on St. Patrick's Day for a world title fight against ideally another Irishman but um, Jesus it... yeah but there's no point having that fight he's not ready for it he loses they be badly I think Bob Arum says that isn't he? he's like he's probably another year or a bit year and a half away from that but Bob Arum's not gonna let that opportunity pass up in it to make a load of money off him like let Shakur Stevenson probably go up a weight which I think is probably the plan now isn't yeah. it because mm. he's so young as well he's, he's bound to be moving up yeah and it'll be them two against each other probably in like two three years time at a high weight it's alright because Luke Campbell will be pound for pound number one by then so mm. <laughs> still number one yeah he will any other thoughts on that card 
I'd, I'd be honest, I, watched, I, I was I watching watch sort of like, uh, that, um, sort of Conlon stuff after. Sort of Conlon. Paddy Barnes was on it, wasn't he? He won. And that um, that young guy, um, Dennis McCann. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. He was on it. He he, he looked good. Was it? Then it stopped straight away, didn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, uh, I should have let that go. I thought. And right. Collins Junior lost. Did Collins Junior? Really? Pretty sure he lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. Tell me, this is the, the questions are coming in a lot about this now. We've had a few of them uh, from a few different people, and it said, uh, "Does Yard versus Kovalev happen?" The first part of this question, and the second part is is it's coming twice. Uh, and basically, if, who's going to win it? <laughs> I think. Don't ask me who's going to win it because you will lose your money. Huh. Just bet against whoever I. I think Yard is definitely going to win. Do you reckon? I think Kovalev's rubbish. I don't know if you've gone fishing with Dwight. <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> a little bit, but I, I, he's got to be past it now, surely. I think Kovalev is past it. But um, when the fight will happen, oh, I don't know, man. Before, earlier up in the year, if you told me this fight was going to happen, I would have said Kovalev wins this all day long. But now I'm just starting to sway a little bit now. How do you think it's going to go? Like, <clears throat> How do you think it's going to be, the fight? Honestly, if Kovalev can produce his basic performance, I don't think Yard can do can beat him. Mm-hmm. I don't think Yard's fought anyone of that caliber. As soon as he gets hit by like a couple of punches, exactly. No, he's not being hit by and someone that can box like Kovalev as well. Like if people don't forget, he Kovalev can can box. Yeah, so he can box, man. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't think Yard's been prepared for that. He's not prepared for that sort of fight. Here's important. No one like that. I was, uh, I was, like I said, I've always been a, a big fan of Yard, and I was well on the Yard hype train until mm. even as as late as Sunday. I thought he's by the time the fight comes around, he's going to be too fresh and too good for Kovalev. Mm. And then I was scrolling through the boxing results from the weekend, and I showed, saw uh, Pascal mm. sparking out Marcus Brown. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, you forget that. These guys, even if they're getting older and they're losing a little bit, yeah, it doesn't always go the way you think it's going to be. Marcus Brown this time, what was it, six months ago, seven mm. months ago, we were sitting there talking about he's like, yeah, he's going to go on a Dynamite. division, and now Pascal's like the number one, <laughs> number one guy again, yeah. and there's like a list of people that have already beaten him, and mm. yeah, and who's who's one of them? So I mean, it's a, I mean? it's a strange, strange place to be in, and. I think this would be one of those ones where I could see Yard being very reserved and maybe the occasion being too much for him yeah. and Kovalev either outboxing him or catching him. This is the worry, isn't it? That yeah. Yard does what he usually does but just never gets the opportunity to land because he just gets yeah. done in before. I think that's what it is because we've seen him when he's been fighting even low level opponents mm. and he gets hit a lot. Mm. Yeah. And again, we're talking about guys who are probably fighting the week before, the week before that. They're not and these are not elite fighters. Yeah. I hope I'm completely wrong because I'm, oh. I'm not a hater. I would love to see. I'm not. I'm not one of those that says, yeah. "Oh, I want to see a British guy fight." We followed Yard for a long time now. I would love to see him. Like we've had, we've spoken to him loads. We've yeah. seen him at shows. We've interviewed him. He's a cool guy. I would love to see him pick up a world title against yeah. a genuine champion. Yeah. But I think. The cards are just stacked against him, in my opinion, right now. I'm, I'm totally 
before what you just said. Like, I want Yard to win. It'd be good if he would win. As much as I'm a big fan of Kovalev as well, but I think his time has his time has passed. But I just think I just think he'd be too much for him. I just think it'd be too much for him. I might change my mind close to the fight, but I just ah, I don't know. It'll be a tight fight, but I think Kovalev will edge it in this moment. You sure? I'm going for a yard win. I think yard will win. Um, a bit worried about like, like you're saying today that he's not really putting any special measures in place, like about his food and drink while he's over there. And it's like, like he he said himself, he's not fighting in like a major city. Is and he sort of said, oh yeah, we'll just sort out. We'll go to the supermarket and buy some water when we're over there. They're, they must be talking shit, man. I hope yeah. so. Tim, they cannot be that naive. I hope so you can't be you must know and I'm not saying that it is a fact but you know that things do happen in yeah. the pop- but I mean that is his home town as well and it's like so yeah go but to the I supermarket it's probably his uncle who runs the supermarket you don't even want to just go into the supermarket mm. you never know someone just you know just, just rush you and I'm not saying to like injure you but just to mm. just mess up your preparation yeah. just to kind of make you double like think twice about certain things you can't put yourself in them situations without mm. putting those protective measures in place. I can only think that they say these things hoping that they get back to the cover of the that they're not taking this seriously. Of course. You hope course. so. You would hope so. Because for all Tunde's madness, he seems like a guy who, he does know what he's doing. He <laughs> seems like a, you know yeah. like there's, there's method in the madness sort of thing. Like yeah. he must, like, you know, he's, he's got into a fantastic position in his career right now. Mm. It can't be by accident. There must be a plan. There must be a scheme to this. It can't just be Frank Warren being a, a fantastically amazing promoter here. So they must know what he's doing yeah. to some extent. What happens if Anthony Yard wins? Who does he fight? Does he go back to back fight? to Brentwood? Yeah. <laughs> Who's his WBO? He doesn't really sell tickets. next. I want to ask the fan. Gets lethal be out again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a strange one because I, I think the whole yard thing as well. I think I said it before that it's a strange one. Like he comes across as someone who's massively, massively popular, mm. but having seen him at events where he should have fans there, he doesn't. I think if if he's gonna go to the Emirates and try and sell it out, he's gonna have to do it on a match day. But he's gonna have to have the boxing match after a football match. Yeah, but the crowd was still in there. Won't they won't even be there they won't have gone like 20 minutes before that that won't be allowed anyway no just, he's got no chance of ever selling out 30,000 seats 20,000 seats do you reckon it's because of his platform because if he was a sky fighter I think he would have been I think, I think his popularity would be would have been elevated I think more. like I said having seen him when he was at the small hall shows uh, he when we first used to see him he used to have a massive massive audience right yeah. obviously he was selling a lot mm. of tickets but I think a lot of those ticket people, when he moved up the roster a bit and he suddenly wasn't becoming a ticket guy anymore, they all became entourage people. Mm. And I, I, I always say it's when we went to see him last year at Brentwood and he was the he was the headline event. He was the last, I think he was the second to last fight. It was after the Kokoran versus um, Garten fight. And when they announced the odd was coming out, people were leaving. No one wanted yeah. to see, no one cared people were on their way out and he's not had fights has he like he's not had any he's interesting fights he's just not had like one-sided to build uh, a 
fan base really mm. is that nothing to build a narrative like there's no one apart from the Boazzi thing around him there's no one yeah. kind of talk about him wanting to fight or anything it's, he's avoided all the domestic stuff whether it's his intention mm. it's, that's what the facts are he hasn't fought any of them it's, it's a really weird place he's going to find it. if he wins that belt he's just going to have to go needs, for the top, top to belt, the top top boys if he doesn't win that belt though what if does he, he gets do? lucky, if the worst case scenario, right? Obviously, for any fighter, but if he loses badly early, mm. his whole career is just going to look like he's he's been a fraud. Mm. That would be the worst thing for Tunde as well, because suddenly everyone will be like, "I told you, you were mental," mm. yeah. and you just put your boy in danger. So you just really hope he comes out and he's absolutely outstanding. Mm. But I, just, I, like I said, I've never been a fan of Kovalev, but I just think. When people talk about you know uh, you know the old men tactics and stuff like that, he's gonna know them all. Yeah. It's you know after having the two ward fights, he's gonna know every trick there is now. Mm. Well, now Tunde knows some other ones. I reckon. Tunde's gonna have a lion ready to run in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> they could do that over there in Russia. Like they probably have lions. They just like don't spare. If if he came out of a lion. Yeah. Oh, that would be unreal. That'd be pretty much. Lions in the ring! <laughs> I'd love that. Fucking a lion chain on its neck. <laughs> Fucking lead him. Fucking walking it to the ring. I like that. Um, Dwight, we, we did this last week. We'll do it again anyway. Because obviously no one ever heard it. Um, if we were to have a British version of like Mount Rushmore with the presidents, but we were talking about British boxers. Mm. Who would the four you have? It's worth me and Sean mention this as well. We mentioned this to Dwight just before we started recording. He said, <laughs> if you could put four people on the side of the mountain, he was like, what? To push off? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. We're not trying to kill these guys. <laughs> Who are you trying to immortalise on the wall? Yeah. Stay there forever, yeah. That's it. Four, you've got four British boxers from <sighs> any time period. You know, I was trying to think. Way. When you first told me, I was trying to think, like, four guys. Four guys are definitely be up there. Like I said, I said I had four guys in my head, and I've just I've been going around in circles like this whole time. But the first guy that I have to have up there is Earl Lewis. Yeah, I think I think he's the best British boxer of all time, in my personal opinion. Um, the second guy I have up there is Ricky Hatton because that's just a personal favorite of mine. Okay. Yeah, not because of what he achieved in the sport, but just because of what he done as in fan base wise and how much people he brought into the sport like do you know what I mean like people who were just like football fans for instance he brought those guys into the into boxing and I know a lot of people that started watching boxing just because of Ricky Hatton and they still watch boxing today yeah so that's what that's another one um, Chris Eubank senior I'm booking his tickets to go <laughs> and see this place <laughs> Because of um, just be- just because of what he'd done, and he's, he's like again, it's high profile stature, everything in the sport. Um, another one, last one, we joke or something, because again, because of what he'd done, like you know, mm. and yeah, I, I mean, he's done a lot, and okay, we could you could you could, you could question some of the some of the early fights in his career and everything, but he's still like for what he what he achieved was was massive. 
for British yeah. boxing. So I don't think you can deny him that. Hall of Famer, everything. So yeah, those those would be my four. Carl Fox didn't make my list. You know, eighty thousand people could cut it for me, mate. You know, so. But yeah, there's there's a few fighters I, I, I could have put on there. Who, who nearly made the list? Nazim. Okay, yeah, that was in uh, David's one. Yeah, Nazim, Nazim for me it was between the Nazim and Kawasaki. It was like they, they were like I was waiting yeah. them up. And um, Nigel Ben as well was was close on my list as well. When you're talking about Hatton there, mm. um, how far away in your mind for the same reasons is Anthony Joshua? What from from Hatton? Or? Yeah, <coughs> because like what you described is pretty mm. much Anthony Joshua as well. Yeah. But um, I think the caliber of opponents that Hatton fought were, mm. were higher, mm. and um, the fights that Hatton were in. Okay, he lost those two major fights, but you know he's been in those fights. Like Josh hasn't been in any, mm. any of those fights. He's lost. Yeah. He's lost to someone who he shouldn't have. Exactly. Mm. You know, Hatton lost to two of the best boxers of well, probably all time. Like I mean, you know. Two guys that go down as absolute greats, and he mm. lost to both of those. Um, everyone else, he you know he beat. So, mm. so but I mean Hatton, that's why for Hatton. I mean his, you got you can't deny his his, his fan base and the appeal that you know. Vegas, no one's done that. No one's done that. Mm. Yeah, Joshua went to New York and lost, no, <laughs> lost, and and didn't bring nowhere near as many fans. Mm. You know, had to go and shut you know, down Vegas like that. Like, I watched the, the the AJ fight again the other day. I did. I watched it last night. <laughs> <laughs> and it like you, you know, the more time you watch it, like obviously the things are really layered. So I was watching. Obviously, you know that he's going to lose. Mm. So I'm watching the crowd now. Mm. And when he goes down, and you see people standing up and putting their hands on their head, mm. yeah, and they're like, I'm just trying to picture what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sitting there thinking, spend five grand. Yeah, the one that here. cracks me up is if you watch it again, if you if next or next time you watch it tonight, um, <laughs> watch Jamie Redknapp every time, and he just he's he's looking the other way. He's not even watching it. Like he's, 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 out. he's pretty much missing yeah. everything bad that's happening, and then he turns around and acts like he saw it. I think is it, is it uh, Jack White was like yeah, losing his fucking mind. Yeah, but he must be a Joshua proper yeah. fanboy. He is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I watched that. I watched that. I watched the Bellu Usyk one. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple that I've got ready to watch when I'm feeling a bit low. Yeah. Oh, that Usyk one! I got it on my phone. <laughs> if I get a little ten minutes at work, I'm getting, I'm getting pissed off. I'm over. When you're just scrolling porn, <laughs> yeah. it comes up. It's like, just, oh. just That's in my porn file, mate. <laughs> there you go. It's right there. It's right there. Um, Sean, side of your mountain. Who's yeah? So so last it? week I, I misunderstood the question a bit, so I went for some non-boxers. So I'm going to replace a couple of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who was on the Come on, talk No, because it was like British boxing, so I was like thinking, oh, like Lord Lonsdale. <laughs> and then he brought him up, and I was like, Fred Warren. I said, I've never heard of him. Colin like, Hart. Yeah. <laughs> what weight did he fight? And she was like, I don't think he had that. Like, oh. Yeah, he's uh, a. Right. All right, so let's go. Uh, I think I went Henry Cooper. Yeah. Just because of the era he was around, I reckon he would have been like. <clears throat> this is in Muhammad Ali's era. Yeah. Frank Bruno. Yeah. Um. And I'll have to find two more now. Um, I'm going to go Joe Kazagi. Yep. And then I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go Prince Nazim. 
Nice. Another him or Lennox Lewis, but I'll go Prince Leslie. I like that. I can't remember who's David's were, but I know he had he had Hatton, he had Joe Calzaghe. He had three Kel Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Devin Haney. Dual <laughs> passport now, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Dave's hold it to him. Um mine, it comes across a bit Spencer Fearing like because it's just just anti like Brexiteers. <laughs> There's no other way to say it, and I, this is not intentional at all. But I've gone with Nick Lennox Lewis, yeah, because I personally I feel he is the greatest heavyweight there has ever been. Frank Bruno, yeah, because I feel he's for us as, as Brits, he is the especially in our age group, our mm. growing up, he was always one of those names, he was an actual celebrity, yeah, yeah, he's. Not to the levels of like Ali and whatever, he transcended the sport. He was bigger than just being a boxer. He was a TV personality. He was an actual celeb. I love Frank Bruno. And then when he actually won his world title, mm. I would have only been really, really young, but I remember mm. watching it with my parents and it, you know, feeling that elation that yeah. you don't get it very often in sport. Yeah. Yeah. And even at a young age, I remember that. So that will always stick with me. Um, Eubank Senior, I had in there purely because he was the one that actually got me into boxing. I used to love sitting there watching it, mm. watching all his fights. Um, Growing up in a massive Ben household family, everyone loved Nigel Ben. Yeah, and I just I didn't. I always, I just loved yeah. his madness. Yeah, turned up a monocle in a truck and shit. And I just thought this guy's he's yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, and and Nazim Hamid. Yeah, because he's just the greatest showman as a country we probably ever produced. Yeah, as a boxer. Yeah, even when he was coming up, and he was just he was fighting guys that you, you knew he should be. Mm. Mm. Just did it with so much style. I love that. I love the arrogance and the swagger. Yeah. Like you know, there's nothing better than someone that that talks shit but can back it up. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? It's when you see like Mr. Watson, it's just a, sh- a shame that obviously he fought in the pre HD area. Yeah. Yeah. You see all these videos come round of him just standing square onto someone with his hands by his side. He's like, come on, and yeah. he's swinging. He's like, nope. Like, yeah. he's, when people talk about uh, like Lomachenko being yeah. in the Matrix or something, yeah. I think Nazim would just yeah he was doing would limbo out the way yeah. and he, then hit you with a shot that yeah. no one should hit you with yeah and yeah he was just unbelievable like in this day and age can you imagine how much money he would make yeah it's true he's the sort of person they said he's pay-per-view he's having a big fight he's 50 quid you'd be like oh fucking hell all right yeah 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 <laughs> all right shit but, um at this stage i think last week dave got a little bit racial again <laughs> yeah he's, he wanted the uh the 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 things on the white cliffs of Dover. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> actually wanted them. And we were like, how are, we get, how are you going to do them? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no black boxers on there. His first one was Frank Bruno. We were like, how's this going to work? <laughs> We're going to have blackface on the side of white Dover. Someone's complaining straight away. Whoever they like employed to chisel that out. <laughs> And then paint over it. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. It's just not gonna work. So yeah, we we. It's probably a good thing his segment didn't go out yeah. last week because yeah. it was unintentionally horrific. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to put it. It was bad, and we were pulling him up, and he's like, "I'm just gonna stop talking now. It's just, just getting worse." We're like, "Yeah, it is. Please do." But fair play to him. Like, like I said, he's not here today. He's gonna be there to extenuate his circumstances. So. We do miss you, Dave. You'll be back next week, hopefully. Um, right, so that yeah, that was a nice little feature. So we'll try and do more stuff like that. I think next week, what we were supposed to do this week, we're going to do like the anti-war 
of the four pe- the four worst people yeah. you can put up there. The guys you want to kick off the cliff. Yeah. 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 See, Dwight's added something to this already. The ones we're going to put on top of the good guys yeah. and drop kick off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Oh, but we need to do our, uh, our, our our ones of all together who we've got, who's got the most votes. So we all said Naz, didn't we? Yeah. So Naz is there. Uh, pretty much all said Lewis or Bruno. Yeah. And we've got two Eubanks and two Calzaghis. So it's either Lewis or Bruno, who do you reckon? So we've got Naz, Calzaghi, Eubank, and Lewis or Bruno. It's got to be Lewis, man. Come on. Yeah, well, Lewis is better than Bruno. But Lewis, Lewis is devastating, man. Look what he done. Mm. Right, I'm still upset that Kazaki's on there, but <laughs> whatever. All right, so we got Lewis, Kazaki, Eubank, and Hamid. I'd be happy with that. Mm. As four to represent. See, I'd say how's how's Eubank on there instead of Bruno? Again, it's, yeah. it's subjective. Yeah. Like, cause in terms of, but then saying that, see, Bruno won his world title. Did he have a defense of it or did he lose it? In he the lost it to Tyson, didn't he? Tyson was that his first defense? Yeah. So that's like almost Charles Martin esque sort of style, and I'm not saying he's in the same caliber of, as fighters because he was a legitimate world champion. He beat a quality operator. Yeah for his belt in an era where they were they were good fighters yeah, like Charles yeah. Martin obviously kind of just stole his one yeah he that guy wouldn't have been anywhere near it mm. wouldn't have been but, in the top uh, 10 back then but yeah for me like Eubank and the, you just look at the wars he was in with with very very good fighters mm. the Ben fights the, obviously the, the tragic Watson fight but I mean mm. up until that point that fight was just Mm-hmm. unreal and Colin. the fights that he'd lost he went back and he not necessarily won again but he went back to fight those guys yeah. mm-hmm. and again this is in the era where we were talking about these guys fought 10, 12, 14 times a year they weren't afraid to, to get in the ring they look at these fighters now like oh I'm fighting once a year I'm fighting twice a year Gary Russell Jr. fights like, every leap year yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy but yeah for me obviously growing up as a Eubank fan I, I would put him there especially as now he's still so influential in yeah. boxing mm. Frank Bruno's coming way back into the mm. into the frame now like you see him at all those shows obviously like the Dubois stuff is really blowing up mm. Eubank just he's always been ever present it just seems yeah. he's never gone away from the sport even mm. before his boys were boxing yeah. he was still a massive part of the sport it's, yeah. in terms of British boxing I think he's a really big person really mm. big character yeah, and he always has been mm. yeah cool. most definitely so we've got Lewis, Kalzagi, Eubank, Hamid. Mm. I'm about that Kalzagi one, but is what it is. Um, in terms of uh, non-boxing related injuries, can we take two minutes to talk about Carl Frampton? The fights that don't happen. Mm. You know what it is? He must have... Um, that sex ban must have hit him hard. <laughs> <laughs> it must have hit him hard. It's just... Oh man, it's a late off, mate. Find something, find something to do find something find something better to do during camp like on you know your downtime like you know what I mean he was sat in his room and he was watching the Bell You Music video <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't resist it um, yeah when this story was it didn't leak yesterday but sources I, I can't remember the guy's name on Twitter that, that yeah. said he just heard that basically he was reaching for a, a cup of coffee and an ornament was knocked and fell on his hand and broke two of the bones. Hmm. 
Now, he hasn't made weight. <laughs> I'm just quite upset. It, something else has happened here. Mm. Something has happened in this. Maybe some testers have knocked on the door. Carl, mm. we just need to do a quick test, and he's like, fuck it, I'm not here. Yeah. He's just, he's got out. And that's purely speculation. I would never say that anybody's a cheater or anything. But um, what's harsh right now is that I don't even care. No, I, I think he's, he, he's he's done. I think. Yeah. I I, I think that the he's peaked. He's had a fantastic, amazing career. When you look at like the, the Santa Cruz fights and whatnot, mm. and then the Warrington one, obviously it didn't go as what he expected. But he's on a massive slide now, and I just think the interest. I think it's gone now. He's always going to have his hometown or his home country support, yeah. as you would expect. But I think, whereas before people like us, we'd be sitting and talking, oh, "I'm really excited about the Frampton fight." Now I don't care. Mm. It's a shame. But and we say this right, but boxing fans were thicker as fuck. It's a horrible thing yeah. to, to admit. You're hot, you're hot, then you're not. That's it. You, as a fan. And this is maybe what we were talking about earlier on. As a fan, you serve a purpose, mm-hmm. and when you don't serve that purpose, I lose interest. But that's the same with anything in the world. Any any service you yeah. pay for, or you, you subscribe to, or anything like that, <coughs> as soon as you're not interested in it, I don't care. It, obviously, these are people, so you have to take that into consideration. But as I said earlier on, it's the entertainment industry. I'm not very entertained by what happens with Carl Frampton anymore. So my interest levels have dropped massively. It sounds yeah. so harsh to say it out loud, but I'm just I'm just being honest. Yeah, completely honest about that. I, I don't really care what what happens now. If he said now that this bone's done, I'm, I'm retiring. I'd be like, oh, right, fair enough. You had a good one. Mm. You had a really good career. Fair play to you. But I'm not I'm not too fussed now. No. The Warrington thing was a real uh, was a real passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Warrington now. But in terms of Frampton, I think this is the most high profile thing, high profile thing that could have happened in this fight. Even if he'd have come out and sparked the guy out in the first round, he wouldn't have got half as many inches in the in the papers as yeah. Is what he's going to get. Sean, raise the eyebrows there. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Yeah. yeah. Takes all sorts. Yeah. Um. But. but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that card, but obviously it's, it's a real shitty one. But um, any other business, boys? Obviously, there's still no closer to any oh. any meat on the bones of the ones that we're all kind of waiting around for at the minute. I reckon by next week the Joshua Ruiz rematch will probably be announced. Will it? Can we just take thirty seconds to talk about Joshua today coming out and saying that he would fight him anywhere? Doesn't care who the referee is, he would still whoop him. Mm. Yeah. That that means that means the fight has already been signed up, and they're fighting in the UK, and it's all been it's all been settled. For him to come out of that sort of shit, I reckon it's already been settled. Exactly. So it's got to be he's, Cardiff, he, isn't it? Yeah, he he's just he's he's just now making that fight relevant again. And he's you just, just talking need to go up. have a look on um, TripAdvisor or whatever it is, and go and have a look at the cost of hotels in Cardiff mm. on that weekend. Yeah. Because there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Matchroom let them motherfuckers know. Mm. and they get a kickback off of that because when was it when he fought at the Principality before and you looked months in advance and the cost of the price of a hotel room was like £400 for a night yeah. mm. and it's like the tickets haven't even been announced yet mm. but 
there's kind of rumours of it they know mm. they know what's coming to town 100% but yeah uh, the longer it goes on what are your thoughts on the Joshua thing is he going to is he going to win a rematch I think he does win a rematch but I, I, you know you say that um, everyone says oh it's not bad if you take an L and you lose a fight in your career and everything I think this this one was seriously damaging mm. to the stock like this is like there's there's taking a loss and coming back from it but I think this one's really done him done him a lot of damage like more uh, damage yeah. than, than, than anyone else really I think I'd be really impressed if he wins the rematch not really because of the sort of quality of Ruiz and all that it's just what happens in that fight if he just lands a big shot Ruiz takes it and then just, he just gets another three four back because that was pretty much what was happening in the first yeah, fight exactly if he can overcome that then it'll be pretty impressive um, more so than that like beating Ruiz I don't think he wouldn't have got that much credit if he won the first fight so into this, he's still going to be the favourite isn't yeah, he yeah he's not going to get much credit because he beats Ruiz it's more going to be like getting himself over what happened in the first fight because I think that's there's a chance he, that Ruiz might have just like broken his heart I think to be honest with you and finished him off forever I'm going to go full hay belly on this one and I'm going to uh, lump all my money on Ruiz to, to even better again. yeah there's a good chance of that mm. I'd say and uh, there's something wrong with his fitness like there's something wrong it, it's, it's unbelievably bad for someone at such an elite stage of their career and it's the, his punch resistance as well it's, it's weird it's sort of he gets yeah. hurt like he gets hurt in a really weird it's like Amir Khan in a way you know where the legs go a bit funny and he sort of seizes like, up like who was it that said it was it uh, Chris Eubank Jr when he said his chin doesn't have an off switch mm. and he said like some fighters do obviously he was talking about George Gross at the time yeah. and you see some fighters get hit yeah. like, and obviously I'm not saying that Junior's fought the same calibre of opponents but you see he gets hit and it, it there isn't an off switch he just keeps mm. going forward I'm not saying if he didn't fought Canelo yeah. if he fought someone like Canelo or something it wouldn't happen but you see when Joshua gets hit it's like the eyes they go yeah, like mm. said, the legs go, and then suddenly it takes three minutes, six minutes, nine minutes for yeah. him to get back to where he was, yeah. and that's that's a worry because at that at that weight, if someone you you've got to be able to take that punch, yeah. yeah, and it seems that whenever anyone lands one good shot on him, you've got you've fancy six minutes Ruiz to, to land a shot as well, and I don't think Ruiz, if you watch that, you you will know because you watched it recently that third round where. He, he didn't rush like he didn't rush he, he, he knew Ruiz went down yeah and then, he, then Joshua went down and then Joshua went yeah, down yeah, in the yeah. very last seconds of the round again and the commentators were like why isn't he jumping on him and he's like no he took his time and yeah he knew yeah I can like, see you it don't have to rush with Joshua you just I, can say, I can see it being a lot like you've got five David minutes Price to land another shot I think it can be like the whole David mm. David Price thing where you go and they'll say you're going to give him a couple of rounds he's going to start to slow down if you can really hurt him you know you're going to get at least six minutes yeah. of a fight to really try and do some damage at that point yeah. because like we've said it after the Klitschko fight to when he got put down he got up and he was a bit shaky but then even after he tried to he went all out to try and blast Klitschko yeah. out and he put himself out of action for like three rounds yeah. he couldn't recover yeah. and I think that people yeah. see that and that is the template to beat him mm. and I hope that's not the case because I, I do want him to win mm. the title back because yeah. I think that it's, it's the best scenario for for boxing I think I think from our perspective, because you're not if you're Mexican. Yeah, true, yeah, true. But I think that Ruiz fight just showed showed me, and just like woke up, um, woke me up in a sense where I just if Wilder he fights Wilder Wilder beats him. Wilder beats Joshua. As in like 
uh, Dominic Brazil style, like one, one, sh- one good one shot, good shot and one that's, good shot. that's it. Finish, mate. Although, that shot that Wilder hit Brazil with, is Joshua getting out of the way of that? If, no. if Wilder throws that, is Joshua going to slip that? Is he going to block that? Judging by, like I said, it's, it's easy to be critical as a fan. I've never tried to do this training, but you know when you see the videos of like a, you know, whether it's a string from a corner to corner in a ring yeah. and they, they're trying to do the head movement under the rope. <coughs> it just looks like he hits the rope every time. <laughs> yeah. Or he, he kind of moves in like a box sort of yeah, shape. Yeah. It's not a fluid thing. It's not something that seems ne- to come But you never see him do that in a fight, though. I know. Like, and it's, this, this is what I'm saying, though. To try you, and learn that at this stage of your career. You never see uh, him do that in a fight. I've seen him, I've seen him do that in like probably five build-ups to the fights. Yeah. Probably the last five build-ups. But you never, ever see him show that head movement in a fight. Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I always I, feel almost I think like. Too, he's too easy to be hit, to be honest. Yeah. I feel a lot with Joshua, it was almost like the whole Tyson sort of thing back in the day where a lot of people were broken before they got in the ring. Yeah. You know, the whole mentality of it, you just think, shit, he's going he's gonna to knock me out at some point. Yeah. He's, at some point, he's going to get me, and that's going to be it. And I think people were so afraid of it. And then you saw someone like Ruiz who was like, well, he got put down and he just took his time, took his count, and he's like, right do this again then let's go back to the plan he got caught in like the, the round or two after with a massive right from Joshua and yeah. just took it yeah but I think at that point Joshua, Joshua had been down a couple of times as well he probably didn't have much left and that, that's the worry it's what you were saying that obviously if that stamina's there and that stamina's not there then that's a big worry because you would imagine he's at his peak fitness what is it 27, 28 yeah he probably should be as fit as you're ever going to be at this, yeah, of at this stage of a heavyweight of course, career of course Mm. But see, as more and more comes out about when that's going to happen and if it's going to happen, we'll discuss it. But yeah, initial thoughts, that's what that's where I'm at. Um, so, no other business, my friends? No. no. Right, I'm going to click save on this instantly and back this up before I try and do anything today. Um, and thanks for bearing with us, guys. We tried to answer the questions from last week. Shout out to all of our new listeners as well. Uh, Big shout out going out to Hardip who managed to get me a message at work last week asking where the podcast was. So uh, shout out for your dedication, my man. We'll be back next week. Peace. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children.